you only have until the end of June to get two months of premium access to the fastest growing training app in the world. The Motive app gives you a customized training plan no matter what race you have on your calendar. You can use code SMARTER2 when signing up at mymotive.com, but like I said, this offer is going soon, so take action now. On today's episode, Addressing Common Running Misconceptions, Part 2. Welcome to the Run Smarter Podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, and smarter runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I am the guy to reach out to when you've finally decided enough is enough with your persistent running injuries. I'm a physiotherapist, the owner of the Breakthrough Running Clinic, and your podcast host. I'm excited to bring you today's lesson and to add to your ever-growing running knowledge. Let's work together to overcome your running injuries, getting you to that starting line and finishing strong. So let's take it away. don't know why you jump into episode two if you haven't listened to part one but uh, if you haven't and you have jumped straight to part two let me just give a quick little rundown i have built a quiz for runners uh was meant to be a promo for the online course and it was meant to be something that i would put into my online course that i have so that people test out their knowledge when they first jump into the online course and then they can take that quiz again at the end of the course to see how much they've learnt. And based on the um, social media responses of people taking part in the quiz, I've compiled their answers and worked out the percentages of people and their responses. And I've built uh, three episodes consisting of different sort of topics. The first one being around pain and pain science and some misconceptions around that and what most people have responded to. So if you haven't, go back to that, have a listen. If you haven't taken part in the quiz and now you want to see what the other or all the 30 questions are, I'll keep that quiz link in the show notes. So you can go to that, press pause, spend five minutes doing the quiz, come back and then we can discuss. And if you have taken part in the quiz, let's go through these five uh, points that I want to touch base on, which can be quite controversial in in this part two talking about all things running form. Like I said before, some of these questions are quite tricky and uh, it it would be nice if you'd take part in the quiz and share your results. Let me know how well you've done. I've been very impressed with some people's scores. They've been like really, really high. Some got 32 out of potential 34. Oh, it was out of 36. 32 out of 36 someone got. Um, A lot of people in the low 30s, just phenomenal. Some of the knowledge that people have, it's unreal. And if you want to tag people, into that quiz uh, link. If you want to share people the link, feel free to do so. The more uh, understanding I have around what people's knowledge is on certain topics and what can be perceived as a misconception might actually be pretty well recognized in the running population. So it's good that I have more information. That way I can deliver it to you guys. Let's go through these five points around running form. Okay, number one, there is an increased risk of injury if you have knocked knees. And so knocked knees would be like, you know, the collapsing of the knees when you see people running. Um, sometimes the knees kind of brush together when people run. Very, oh, more common in females because females have wider hips. And so it's just their ability to balance out. Um, what do you think? So is there an increased risk of injury if you have knocked knees? 
52% of the people say that's true and it's actually false. If you were to get a whole bunch of uh, the running population, the running community, and you look at the people that have knock knees and you look at the people that don't have knock knees, they all get injured at the same rate. There'll be the their likelihood of injury is exactly the same. What is happening is your body is adapting to your particular running style. And as long as your loads and your training program is sufficient enough to allow and foster adaptation, then your body's just going to get stronger in response to the, the movements and the angles that you put your body under. This can be misconstrued a little bit. And if someone is injured, let's just say someone does have patellofemoral pain or they do have uh, pain, say, in their ITB, we can correct their knock knees. We can try and do some gait retraining to perhaps widen their step width, and that can offload those sensitive tissues momentarily if we want to continue them running uh, with less pain or less symptoms. That would be a good correction to take, but let's not get uh, puzzled and let's not trick ourselves into thinking that the knock knees has caused the injury. All we're doing is taking a sensitive tissue and trying to see if we can manipulate the running so that we can offload that uh, structure and change the load or shift the load somewhere else in the body. And if you allow enough time for that, those symptoms to settle, then you have permission to go back to uh, that previous style of running that you do have. And it can allow, if you've made that correction or we've done that gate retraining, can allow you to get better faster. You can continue to run. And uh, what I've seen in the past is people recover a lot quicker if we were to continue the running but offload the tissue slightly and then it's up to them if they want to go back to the their old habits of running but it's nothing wrong with the way they're running number two the just stepping away for a brief moment to explain how the motive app can help achieve your best running results it's obvious that in order to perform at your best you need a tailored plan designed by the best coaches in the world that perfectly match your upcoming races your fitness level and your precise goals well, the Motive app does exactly that. I've been getting some great feedback from you Run Smarter Scholars who have taken up this offer. So if you haven't done so already, you can use code SMARTER2 and get two months of premium access. But this offer won't last forever. So give it a try today by signing up at mymotive.com. Question that I've put in here is a little bit of a cheeky one. Is there an increased risk of injury if your glutes aren't firing? I hear this so many times um, that... It's starting to get on my nerves a little bit, so there's a little bit of um, heat thrown in this question. 73.5% of the people think it's true, think that you have an increased risk of injury if your glutes aren't firing. And I've said this in the past, I've been a physio since 2012, and I don't really know what that term means. It's a very common term that gets thrown around. It's really easy to throw that term around, that you're getting this pain because your glutes aren't firing, but... I think it means either glute weakness or glute muscle inhibition is what the message is trying to get across. But if you have weak glutes, that isn't a sign that you will, it will increase your risk of getting injured. And so that's a huge misconception out there that 73.5% of the, the people who have taken the quiz think it's true. And this is amongst the people that 
I've been really impressed with, like just generally with some of these answers. People have done really well. They they have a really good understanding, and um, it's it's a couple of things. One, the glutes, whether they're strong or weak, people get um, injured at the same rate. But two, if you just think your glutes aren't firing, it's really disempowering for you. It's an attitude or a belief that isn't really serving you. If someone was to say that let's just build up the strength in your glutes to help increase the tolerance or help increase the resilience, that's a better, more positive frame of mind than to say you're getting pain because your glutes aren't firing. Well, how do you get your glutes firing? A lot of clients I've seen in the past have tried to run while engaging their glutes. They've tried to, um, or they've given up because they think their glutes are hopeless. It's just a really, really poor term that's hindering a lot of people. And it's, uh, like I said, disempowering and no one has real control over whether their glutes are firing or not. So really consider that next time if someone tells you that or if um, you hear other people using that term, just really be careful and follow the science, have a listen to the podcast and make up your own mind based on the information that you receive. We can't go through misconceptions without talking about orthotics. And this is not only coming from my physio bias, but I've also been very active in going out to podiatrists and the world leading podiatrists and listening to what they have to say around the evidence of in orthotics. I do a, a, a very long lengthy video on orthotics in the online course. And this is the question I've put together. So orthotics help question mark, and then we've got a couple of options. So the options that I have is orthotics help provide pain relief for some, orthotics help change running biomechanics, orthotics help realign the foot, and then I have the question, well, all of the above is an option as well. And so when it comes to temporary or pain relief for some, changing biomechanics, realigning the foot, 81.2% of people have said all of the above. So they think orthotics ticks all of those things. And there has been no evidence to show that it realigns and corrects the foot. You will probably find uh, a couple of marketing posters that have the, the collapsing rolling in of the foot. And then all of a sudden the orthotic is placed under the shoe and everything aligns correctly, the hips and the uh, Achilles and the ankle all fit into a nice little straight line because it's all aligned with the orthotic. There's no science to show that actually uh, does anything. A good way to um, summarize this is a quote that I have from Ian Griffiths, which is a very well-renowned podiatrist, and he says that orthotics work for some people some of the time, but never for all the people all of the time. And whether we've, and it's hard to determine which type of foot, which type of runner, which type of injury will respond well to orthotics. But we, uh, we also have some evidence to show that someone who has collapsing feet or they pronate, they're put into an orthotic and they actually pronate more because of the orthotic. That doesn't make any sense. But it's what the research shows. It's really hit and miss. It can benefit a lot of people for pain relief. Um, really well, but it is based on a trial and error approach. It's not based on any methodical science or correcting anything or offloading anything. We want to really make sure that um, 
we understand what the process is going on. We don't have much understanding with the science. So let's just, uh, what I like to do is I like to perhaps tape the foot or support the arch in some way. And if they respond well to that, then put them in an orthotic, see how it goes. Let's go back to this answer of minimized my answers. Let me go back. So our options, does it correct biomechanics? No, it doesn't. Does it realign the foot? No, it doesn't. Does it provide pain relief for some? Yes, it does. And then I had the all of the above to trick a lot of people, and that's what some of the people have gone with. Um, so 81% of the people think it's all of the above, but the correct answer is actually it only just provides pain relief for some. It's a big misconception out there, and only 7.9% of the people have chosen that correct answer. So well done to that, or almost 8% of people. Okay, let's move on to question number four. Strengthening can help correct running form, like your hip drop or collapsing feet. So 83.3% of the people out there think that that's true. Um, I would beg to differ and say it's incorrect. What the science has shown is that if someone was to have collapsed feet or a hip drop and you strengthen them up a whole bunch, uh, their recovery is really good, but their... uh, say technique, say their squat technique is improved and their um, hopping might improve, but then you put them back to running and they run the exact same way. It doesn't change their biomechanics at all, but what it does do is build up the resiliency and build up the tolerance for those tendons, ligaments, muscles to uh, tolerate load that you need for running. And so you're building up a really big buffer, but your actual uh, mechanics don't change too much. This is why sometimes gait retraining can be really helpful. And you can, let's just say someone has a hip drop and you strengthen their glutes as strong as you can and they go back onto a treadmill and they still have that hip drop. If you were to make a slight correction of step width, that could change hip drop. Um, If you could change a few cues, you could try and make them run a bit taller. You could try and make them run with a, or have a conscious awareness around running form. That could improve hip drop straight away just because you're changing your awareness but a hip drop or a collapsing foot pre and post strengthening won't necessarily change your biomechanics so i thought i'd address that it is uh, a bit of a tricky one so when people read the question will strengthening help correct things like foot drop and uh, collapsing feet straight away your brain will go to yeah of course it will and I wish that physio was that easy. I wish the science said it was that easy, but unfortunately it's not. And this might uh, be a nice transition into our last question for today's episode, question number five. Weaker runners get injured more often. And so 62.4% of the people think that's true. I touched a base on this a little bit in today and last episode. Whether you have strong runners, weak runners, poor form, good form, most of the science shows that runners get injured at the same rate, regardless of the shoes they wear, the mileage that they're doing, their performance. Um, It's really just varied and there's too many components. There's too many multifactorial components when it comes to a runner getting injured that uh, it's just not the case. Strong runners get really injured. I consider myself quite a strong runner and quite strong, say, in the gym. I get injured just as much as anyone. And yeah, so 62.4% of the people think that's true. It's actually false. And uh, like I said, I wish it were the case. Strengthening, there's a lot of evidence to show that strengthening helps benefit 
um, performance and helps benefit um, like running economy. And there is like a little bit of conflicting but limited evidence here and there to show that stronger runners get injured less, but there's just not the evidence out there to show it. And whenever there's an article that pops up that proves it, there's another article out there that disproves it. So uh, like I said, I wish physio was easy. I wish the science just made sense the way I want it to make sense, but it doesn't. Strong runners get injured. (laughs) They are the five questions we're addressing today. Like I said, today's episode, there's a few hot topics that might spark a bit of debate. Maybe my mind changes when new evidence emerges or someone wants to challenge my thinking. More than happy for that to happen. But this just reflects our current understanding uh, with the, the world leaders of knowledge and also what I've come across in our uh, in the research. I really appreciate you taking the time to pay attention to the podcast, downloading the episode and having a listen. Really appreciate that you're one of the one of the crew, one of the people who want to become smarter and make smarter train decisions. We have one more episode in this misconceptions uh, theme. So we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Running Smarter podcast. I hope you can see the impact this content will have on your future running. If you want to continue expanding your knowledge, please subscribe to the podcast and keep listening. If you want to learn quicker, jump into the Facebook group titled Become a Smarter Runner. If you want tailored education and physio rehab, you can personally work with me at breakthroughrunning.physio. Thank you so much once again. And remember, knowledge is power.